Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, the biggest question coming out of Sunday's win over the Raiders was what happened to Caleb Farley, especially considering what Terrence Mitchell did. What did Mike Vrabel have to say about that decision on Monday? Then, after looking at the game through the numbers, what was my biggest surprise on offense and my biggest surprise on defense? And finally, the Titans cut a player on Monday. It may not be who you expect. I'll break down all of that and more on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. fans, I am still wondering what you are wondering. If Terrence Mitchell was going to give the Titans what he gave them on Sunday, then why in the world can't Caleb Farley play? What did Titans head coach Mike Vrabel have to say? I'm going to dive into his quotes. Before I do, want to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On Titans is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. Thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen or you haven't subscribed yet, make sure that you stay locked in to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am going to be putting out daily Monday through Friday free Tennessee Titans content all year round on all platforms, including the Locked on Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe there, smash the notification bell, and throw a thumbs up on the video. It does go a long way to help support the channel. You can find my instant analysis and film work on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Check out the show Facebook page at Locked on Titans Pod. But again, guys, the number one question for me coming out of that game is what in the world is going on? with Caleb Farley, and Mike Vrabel was asked a ton of questions about Caleb Farley, what the Titans might do going forward. Uh, Vrabel said this when asked about Farley. He said he's seen some growth from Farley, but quote, and we're going to continue to give him opportunities and make sure he is ready to go and is competing each and every week for the opportunity to play. He said, quote, We just wanted to try somebody else, try somebody new, give someone else an opportunity. And that may change this week. That was on a short week. That could have been something different for the game plan this week. Um, He said they caught some balls on him. Obviously, we did the job we wanted to on Devontae Adams and Darren Waller. But Matt Collins really came up big. So give him a lot of credit. We just gave up too many X plays defensively in the second half, end quote. Well, I want to dive into this quote a little bit more. We're going to continue to give him opportunities and make sure he's ready to go and is competing each and every week for the opportunity to play. Well, didn't seem like they gave him a lot of opportunities out there on Sunday. He played one defensive snap, and it was when Christian Fulton got hurt at the end of the game. He played more special team snaps. That's not a lot of opportunities. 
You sign a practice squad player in Terrence Mitchell off of the Patriots practice squad, not even your own. And here's what really bothers me. As he said, that was on a short week. That's what it was on a short week. He kept saying on a short week. Well, you would think that on a short week, you'd be more likely to go with the player that's been in your building for the last, not only since the all season, but over a year for more than a season. So saying it was a short game week doesn't help me wrap my head around the decision to play Terrence Mitchell out there over Caleb Farley. Mitchell gave up six catches on eight targets for 102 yards and a touchdown. He got purely embarrassed by Matt Collins on that last drive. Literally embarrassed as a man. Matt Collins doing the too small symbol to him in the end zone. And guys, I can... That end zone play. It literally felt like you were playing jackpot in the backyard with your friends. The way the ball was just lobbed up high. Both guys are just shoulder to shoulder standing with each other. And it felt like Mitchell didn't even jump. Okay, so to the second part of that. What I'm getting from Mike Vrabel here. And as he was, you know, kind of needled a little more throughout the press conference about it. Basically what Mike Vrabel is insinuating is... Caleb Farley mentally doesn't understand the calls. Because Vrabel talked later. We want someone who, you know, knows what call we're in, understands what we're trying to accomplish with that coverage. So clearly, the issue here is Caleb Farley mentally is not handling the playbook. You can read between the lines. And I guess I get to a point where Caleb Farley's issues mentally are they worse than what you're getting from Terrence Mitchell? Is it worse? I just don't see how it could be worse than what Terrence Mitchell gave you. I just don't understand. And to me, if that's what Caleb Farley, or if that's what Terrence Mitchell is going to give you, Caleb Farley should have played anyway because now, now you're not getting better play by not playing Caleb Farley, and you're also not getting Caleb Farley any reps so that he can improve. So you're killing yourself from two angles. You're not doing any better out on the field, and you're not setting your future up. You're doing better in the in the real time, and you're doing yourself a disservice in the future. You're hurting yourself in two ways. Caleb Farley needs to play. If all they have to offer me is Terrence Mitchell, yeah, when Elijah Molden gets back, Ugo Amadi gets back, if you want to keep... Uh, McCreary and Fulton on the outsides and then go ahead and play one of those two at the slot and that's why you don't have Caleb on the field, then fine. But Greg Maben, Terrence Mitchell, Chris Jackson, I mean, come on, man. These guys aren't any better than Caleb Farley and they have way less potential to get better. So what are we doing? What are we doing? And quite honestly, I feel similarly, similarly with Dylan Radins. Yeah, Dennis Daly played a decent game. And actually, we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But like, you have a first round and a second round pick in their second year who aren't contributing anything to the offense or the defense. Hell, Dylan Radins didn't even play special teams barely. So, you got to get some juice out of that squeeze. And I got to tell you, I wouldn't do it. But 
Can't be surprised if both those guys are cut next offseason. What are they giving to the team? And if the team is this scared to play them, then I don't see how it gets better. But the Titans are hurting themselves right now and in the future by playing guys who aren't any better than Caleb Farley over Caleb Farley. Even if it's a mental issue, let them work through it because if Terrence Mitchell understands what the game plan is and understands the coverage and that's what he's going to give you anyways, then what's the point? Anyways, we're going to move forward here. There are some numbers that really surprised me when I started going through them on Monday morning, reviewing the game from the statistical angle. I'm going to share my two biggest surprises with you guys, one on offense and one on defense. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you a little bit more about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks makes daily fantasy simple. All you got to do is pick a roster of two to five players. Prize Picks is going to have a projection set for each of those players. If it's Traylon Burks, two and a half catches, more or less. Derrick Henry, 79 and a half rushing yards, more or less. Uh, David Long, five and a half tackles, more or less. All you do is pick a team of two to five players. You look at their projection. You determine whether you think it's going to be more or you think it's going to be less. And if you get it right, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. And right now, for my listeners, if you go to prizepicks.com or you download the Prize Picks app, you use the promo code LOCKED ON. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED ON. You're going to get a 100% deposit match on your first deposit up to $100. So you use promo code LOCKED ON at Prize Picks. You deposit $100, you get a free $100. You deposit $50, you get a free $50. A 100% deposit match for first-time users when you use promo code at pricepicks.com or on the PrizePix app. Titans fans, we are going to continue today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We just talked about what I feel is the biggest conversation around the game on Sunday moving forward into the week, just Caleb Farley's situation. But once I started looking at the game, not from a talking point standpoint, not even from a film standpoint, which I've been watching the game and doing all of my film preparations for tomorrow's rewatch Wednesday, you won't want to miss that. Started looking at the game from a statistical standpoint as well, diving into the the PFF grades, and all the other things that pop up. And there are two things that really stood out to me that surprised me, quite frankly, based on when I initially watched the game. And number one, I am going to take an L on this one for you guys. I was 100% wrong on one of my Titan downs yesterday. It was David Long Jr. David Long came out there, had the best defensive grade of any Titans player with an 81.5 was excellent in coverage with an 80.1 coverage grade. Um, Looking at everything David Long did out there, he had a hurry on the quarterback. He had seven total tackles, five of them being solo. He only missed one tackle. He had five run stops on his own. Um, Yeah, he was targeted two times, and he gave up two catches. But that was for one yard. One yard. So, I didn't think David Long had a great game. And that was on me. I misread what I saw initially from the game. But, hey, that's why I give you guys my instant reactions, my raw reactions 
to what happened in the game. And I recognize that there are going to be some times where, you know, I see things incorrectly or I don't pick up on a certain trend or things like that. And that's why we got five episodes a week, baby. So I can go back through and get all that good info to you guys. So I thought David Long played well on my rewatch of the TV copy and going back through some of the numbers. And like I said, the number that really stood out to me that surprised me, David Long leading the Titans defense with an 81.5 grade. I thought that was impressive. Uh, and he had a much better game than I saw initially. And the Titans are going to need that. They're going to need David Long to be awesome. Especially now if Zach Cunningham is going to be out. Which, speaking of that though, interesting. Dylan Cole had the third best defensive grade for the Titans with a 70.7. Uh, Tart was number two. Christian Fulton, number four. DeMar- DeMarcus Walker, number five. Danico Autry, Number six, Jeff Simmons, number uh, number eight, or number seven. So, I guess if David Long can get back to that level that he was playing at when he was playing his best football last year, which a lot of, a lot of David Long's game, in my opinion, is feel and instinct. He's not a guy who linemen get on him and he sheds blocks and goes and makes it. He darts towards the ball. He plays with aggressiveness and physicality. He goes after it, and that will give you some mistakes where he goes to the wrong place. But when he's playing his best football and he can just trigger on instinct, that's what the Titans' defense needs right now. That's what they need desperately to help them in run defense. He can only do so much about the cornerback problem. But in run defense, to sure that up and get the Titans back to the run defense that they should be, even with the injuries. The Raiders had 91 yards, 5 yards per carry. The Titans didn't do great in run defense. They just got up by two touchdowns and the Raiders had to throw. If it would have been a close game, like, I am so terrified of what the Colts' run game may be able to do to the Titans' run defense. Literally terrified. And speaking of that, the Titans made a move on Monday to try to shore some things up. I'll explain that at the end of our show. But Bud Bud Dupree, David Long Jr., Surprised me. He played very well. I didn't see it out there. So some people said in the comments that they thought he played well, this and that. You were right. I was wrong. David Long played very well yesterday, and they need him to do that. On offense, the big surprise to me, Dennis Daly, double D, as Mike Vrabel is calling him. He had a 75.6 pass blocking grade. Second best on the team behind Derrick Henry, the best of any offensive lineman. He allowed zero sacks, only one pressure for one hit. In run blocking, yeah, it wasn't awesome. 41.9, not great in run blocking. No lie there. But I didn't think he was bad either. There were some runs that went to the left that looked pretty good. So I was very surprised by Dennis Daly. I thought I gave him a major tighten up yesterday. I thought that he played pretty well when I watched the game. Turns out, he did play very well based on uh, some of the numbers, some of the uh, sacks, pressures, things like that. Outside of Dennis Daly, uh, Aaron Brewer really struggled in pass block. He had a 46.5 pass blocking grade, gave up two pressures. He's really struggled in pass protection early on this season. But uh, a decent day in run blocking for Aaron Brewer at 65.1. Ben Jones had a great day out there, 74.3 in run blocking, 
70.6 in pass blocking, only one pressure allowed. Um, Nate Davis, another good day for Nate Davis, 73.1 in pass blocking, 66.6 in run blocking with only one pressure allowed. NPF, got some help from Jeff Swaim here and there, got some help from the running backs, but it was a struggle. And listen, Max Crosby is awesome. I don't know how else to put it. And NPF is a rookie. Uh, three pressures allowed, no sacks though. Did give up some tackles for loss in the run game. He had a 42.5 run blocking grade, 46.3 pass blocking grade. So obviously not great, but Mike Vrabel talked about Dennis Daly, he said, double D's figuring out what we do here on the fly. We did a nice job protecting all day against a good defense. And heck, I agree. So NPF, not great. Very surprised by how good Dennis Daly was. But either way, this goes back to what I said on Twitter leading up to the game. Offensive line has not been nearly as bad as people say. Yeah, Derrick Henry's been hit behind the line of scrimmage on a certain amount of his runs. Some of that is Derrick Henry's fault. Some of that is the play-calling fault. Not that the offensive line has been awful. Offensive line has been generally okay. And the analytics and the statistics actually show that as well. So, don't hate on the O-line too early. Yeah, the Titans need to be better there, but it hasn't been terrible like some fans are saying it has been. And it's another surprise. Pretty good day for the Titans' offensive line against the Raiders. Moving forward, though. I talked about how David Long being back on track is going to help the Titans run defense. The Titans made a move on Monday. They cut a player and signed a player in hopes to help that run defense out even more. And the player that was cut, probably not the player that you guys hoped it would be. We'll get into that in just a second. fans, let's cap off today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We went over the biggest storyline coming out of the game with Caleb Farley not playing. We went over some of the surprising statistics and analytics that jumped out to me from the game. One on offense, one on defense. Now we got to get into the roster moves that were made on Monday. There were two of them. A player was cut. I'm going to tell you who that is. Before I do, want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, Monday through Friday. Tennessee Titans content, free and available on all platforms all year long here on the Locked on Titans podcast. So make sure that you're subscribed on whatever platform that you do stream. Tomorrow, we're going to have a rewatch Wednesday. I'm going to go over the schematics of what the Titans did on offense and defense in that game. Thursday will be crossover Thursday with the hosts of Locked on Colts. New hosts for Locked on Colts. So I'm sure you guys will enjoy their candor. Very excited to have Zach Hicks and uh, Jake Arthur as uh, members of the Locked On Podcast Network in the AFC South. And then Friday, another game plan Friday where I get into what the Titans need to do to win this incredibly important divisional game against the Indianapolis Colts. But moving forward here into the roster moves, the player that was cut was not Terrence Mitchell. No, it was not Terrence Mitchell. It was outside linebacker Derek Tuska. Listen. The Titans are scrambling. They're searching, trying to find any way to have some semblance of play on the edge. The Titans have become basically a purely 4-3 team. They only run four-man downline uh, setups. Trying to minimize 
the need for outside linebackers. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to use Tuska in that role when they still try to go with a front seven, a base front seven. They'll try to have an outside linebacker. Typically, it would be Harold Landry. Of course, we know he's out for the year. But they would use Ola Daney there. I saw him use David Anini there during the preseason. But basically, what they try to do is have that, that extra outside linebacker as an overhang defender over the slot so they can keep a base front seven against teams' nickel packages on offense when they go three wide receiver. Well, the Titans simply don't have an athletic enough guy to do that. Tosca can't do it. I don't think Ola Daney can do it either, but they try. But Ola was out. So, here's the reality. We talk about the pro football focus grades. You know who was last on defense for the Titans? And I believe he was the lowest graded Tennessee Titan that played offense or defense. It was Derek Tuska. The guy gave you nothing in run defense. Nothing. The Titans cannot get any semblance of edge defense in the run game at all. And here's the other thing. Danico Autry finally made an impact in the pass rush in this game. Had a couple of pressures. Danico Autry can only play on the inside now. He's not going to be able to play on the edge as a defensive end in a four-man front. And playing him out there on rundowns is taking away his effectiveness as a pass rusher on the interior. He's more beat up. He's more tired. The Titans didn't necessarily need Danico Autry to play rundowns last year. Because they had Bud, and they had Harold Landry. Heck, they would even use some of their interior defensive linemen out there. But now, with the need and the depth issues, Autry's had to play more early downs, and it's just not working out. And you're hurting yourself in two ways. Not only are you bad at run defense with Autry in there, but he's not as good in pass rush, which is killing you as well. So, Puska out. Not Terrence Mitchell. Replacing him. Mario Edwards, a longtime veteran in the NFL. Played seven years in the NFL. He's played in 86 games, 25 of those being starts. He has 118 tackles in his career, 16 and a half sacks. He's a guy who was really good against the run earlier in his career. As he's gotten older in his career, he's turned into more of a pass rush guy. But either way, they pulled him off of Jacksonville's practice squad. They're just searching. For anybody who can play 4-3 defensive end and hold up against the run. So that Danico Autry doesn't have to play all the time and can be more effective in the pass rush. So let's pray that a longtime veteran like Mario Edwards can find a way to give the Titans some semblance of edge defense against the run. They're going to need it against Indianapolis, who is going to pin and pull like the Giants did all day long. The Colts saw that tape. They are going to get the Titans in shotgun, and they are going to run pin-pull plays with Jonathan Taylor up the gut all day long. The Titans had to do something different, and hopefully Mario Edwards will be able to help. That's all I can say. We have to hope that an improved David Long, who's getting more comfortable, and an improved run defense on the edge will get this Titans defense back in the right direction. Let's hope. Let's hope. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow for Rewatch Wednesday, breaking down what I saw on the tape from an X's and O's standpoint. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this 
let's lock on tight.